Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Got a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com today. Going to try and get this episode to you as quick as I can. I know that it is late because guess what? My microphone cord was chewed up by a cat. I don't know which one it is, but we're going to do, a, a, you know, those things that they do on forensic files to get the, to get the, um, tooth pattern so I could see if it was the tooch or if, if it was my baby Robert because as innocent as sweet as he is girl he eats cords he eats wires he'll eat damn near anything so it could have been him but all is well I went out this morning and got a new um, USB for it it was on its way out anyway so they did me a favor but um, I hope everybody's well hope everyone had a great weekend great week ahead I have been, what have I been doing, girl? Guess what? I've been watching a lot of Hallmark movies. That's really what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of the Hallmark. Uh, they have them on Amazon Prime. You just log right into Amazon Amazon Prime video and they're like Christmas in July, Christmas in New Hampshire, Christmas in, okay. And there's hundreds of thousands of them and it's the same plot every single time. It's a businesswoman. It's a city girl who, by the way, is an orphan for some reason, every single, every single time she's going to be like, you know, and, and, and nobody went peacefully. It was an explosion or something. It was, she, she's lived quite the life. Okay. And she's, she's been through a lot. Okay. And she's a city girl. And all she really cares about is work. She's always on a call. She's always texting. And she has a beautiful apartment with her hot boyfriend who she thinks is going to be her fiance. But life give you lemons sometimes, all right? Because they go out to dinner. This is every single movie. This isn't just one. They go out to dinner and she's like, he's going to propose tonight. And guess what, girl? <laughs> he's doing the opposite. He's dumping your ass. So she has to go to her small town, right? She has a friend that's from a small town or a cousin or like, you know, uh, some type of parental figure. And they're like, go take my house in my small town. Get out of the city for a little bit. And she's like, all right, fine. Reluctantly. Day one, she bumps into a guy. He spills a little coffee on her. She's pissed because she was on her phone. The next day, she sees the same guy. Something quirky happens there. She's like, oh, that's the guy that works over at the Christmas tree farm. And he sells pinecone ornaments. Next thing you know, by the way, this guy works one month a year. As far as we know, there, it's always a seasonal. It's always a seasonal job. We don't know if we have any type of security with this guy. We abandon our job, which, by the way, she's always like big money. She's like, you know, the, the head scientist at NASA. She's making $500 million a year. She's like, I don't want that life anymore. I want to live here with this guy who's a lumberjack. Okay. That's what, that's my choice. That's what I want to do. Now, if that was one of my friends or one of the girlies that wrote in, I would say, Hey, let's, let's take a step back. You met this guy three days ago. Okay. In a rural town and it, it's a cute town. I get it. It's charming. The ex always comes back to, he's like, Hey, I made a big mistake. And she's like, <laughs> you must not know me anymore. Cause I, the last time I saw you was four days ago. And I have a new man. I have a new job. I quit everything. I abandoned everything that I worked hard for in my life. And this is my life now. God, I love it. I saw one the other day where a girl gets like um, bonked on the head, right? I don't remember what, what caused the bonk, but she got bonked, okay? 
bonked on the head hard and she forgets who her man is. Right. And now these two guys are are fighting. It's the bad it's the bad guy. Right. The original boyfriend. And then it's some guy that that she just met when she had amnesia. And that really was a that was a that was a you know wild ride for me. So that's what I've been up to. You guys um, very into it. This is like a, the, the worse it is, the more I want to watch it. There's something about just a mindless thing where, you know, sometimes you're watching a movie and I don't know if I talked about this recently. The last time I went to the movies, I, I came to this conclusion. I'm like, I'm not going to the movies anymore. OK, I know that there's pe- there's certain things I want to watch, but I want to watch a movie that's 90 minutes long. I don't want to watch a movie that's three and a half hours long. What? Three and a half hours. The way that every time I watch a movie that's three and a half hours long, I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking half of this could have been cut out because it's not necessary for the plot and it's a lot of B-roll and it's not necessary for the storyline at all. Okay. None of it has really meaning. It's not significant. There's a lot of open ends. That's what I'm thinking. And also what I'm thinking is every single time I watch a movie, I go, it could end at any minute because they don't even give movies endings anymore. Right. Usually it's like some artsy shit where they're like, (laughs) you thought we were going to tell you what happens. You figure it out. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just sit here for three and a half hours? I don't even know it, it. The end of the movie. So that type of shit bothers me. And then I'll watch some when I'm home. And like, I swear to God, if I look down at my phone for two seconds, if I pet Robert, if I pet Stanley, if I go get a drink of water, I lost. I don't know what the hell's. I don't know what's happening. There's new characters. I don't know what's going on. So I want the Hallmark channel for the rest of my life. OK, everyone's gorgeous. They're terrible actors. Please. Your mom could act better. OK. Your mom could act better. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're good. But I would say about 90%. I would say 90%. It's, it's wow. God, I love it. Oh, I wish I was watching one right now. Anywho, let's get to some of these emails now that I've filled you in, now that I've given you the rundown. We got a lot of emails in response to the girl from last week who was um, talking about feeling like she was waiting for a proposal and stuff like that. So we're going to read a couple of those as well. Um, but I'm going to go in order because I don't want to get mixed up because sometimes I do this and I lose my spot and then things don't get read. You know, that's how that really is. And, and I'll take, I'll take the blame for it. That sometimes is how, how some of these things fall through the cracks is when I try and go in order or something. So we're doing this one first. This says Rory Gilmore hate club and a fuck, Mary kill. Uh Oh, Hey Carly and the kitty baby boys. I've never been more elated to hear on your latest episode that you are unsure how you feel about Rory and her decisions. I also recently rewatched Gilmore Girls, and I personally think Rory is one of the most insufferable characters in TV history. Oh my God, we have a hater. Hater alert, hater alert. I get it though. She constantly makes bad decisions and rarely faces real consequences for them. She is merely nothing more than a brat, in my opinion. I tried... to find a community on Reddit that felt the same way to no avail. Everyone on Reddit was defending her and her actions. I was shocked and appalled. You want to know what? I found a few things when I was like Googling stuff online. I don't know if it was on Reddit. Oh my God. Hold on. (coughs) Uh Uh-oh. 
Sorry, guys. I had to take a drink of my water. Jeez, I was. You know when you feel like you have like a just dry. Okay. She says, I was shocked and appalled. There was not one single Rory hater on the website. TLDR, thank you for sharing your honest thoughts on Rory. It was very brave considering all of the Gilmore Girl sympathizers out there. You made me feel very seen. Love you and the potty. Girl, I did find some things. I don't know what, I think it was like a, a website I had Googled um, about the new series. Like, you know, I had Googled about like the, what, what was it called? A year in the life. Because I was like, it's just not giving. You know, it's not what we wanted for Rory. It's not what we wanted for either of them. I'm like, I started, I'm like, wait, Luke and Lorelai didn't even get married yet. It's been gosh darn 16 years. And the man was in love with her for about 25 years if, if we're doing the math. So why are we not marrying the hottest, sexiest man in your small town? I don't know, girl. Beats me. So I was Googling stuff like that because I can't simply watch a show and not see how everybody else feels about the show. And uh, there were a lot of people that were they were kind of on on your side with it. They were on the Rory, Rory hate train, which I again, I get it. But I think it's just like she was uh, I saw this meme the other day that was so funny. It was like Gilmore Girls is a show about being the hottest person in your small town. <laughs> and it's so true, right? Because it's like they have um, like Rory is like a superstar in that town. Right. Are there like 10 other people her age? Yeah. But she's the smartest. She's the prettiest. She's the most talented. She's the like we love her. And that's why she doesn't face any any um, repercussions for her actions. They're like, don't she's an angel. OK, when, when we light the stars hollow Christmas tree, we, we put our girl Rory on top. So I get it. Um, this one says dip party. I'm listening to the potty and I had to stop the episode to hoot and holler about you wanting to have a dip party and saying that's the most fun you'll ever have. My friends and I had one a couple of months ago. Oh my God, is this a thing? I thought I invented it. This is like when my mom thought she invented hummus. And then she told someone the recipe and they were like, oh, hummus. And she was like, what? (laughs) Girl, the way my mom thought she invented hummus for years and it was like her secret recipe. And then she was working in a restaurant and she was like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to get back to the email. But she was like, "Um, girl, she told the chef of the restaurant, like, this is like my secret recipe. Like, I eat this all the time and it's just so delicious. And I think we should start serving it here. Like, it is so good. And I invented it. And then she told the chef the recipe and he was like, that's literally hummus. And she was like, I have never heard of that. And he's like, no, it's like a it's a dip. It's a really popular dip. She's like, is it, is it new? Like, what is this new hummus thing? And he was like, no, it's like quite literally the most ancient recipe. That's what I told her. I was like, mom, it's the oldest recipe in the book. Quite literally. Like the, the Aphrodite was eating this. Cleopatra was enjoying hummus. (laughs) Oh my God. I just love it so much. She did. She always did shit like that too. She kind of still does like that stuff like that. She thinks she invented stuff and you just got to let her have it. You're like, yeah, you invented that. And then when it comes out, when she'll see it on a commercial or online, she's like, they stole my idea. <laughs> like she had this idea. Word got around that she had this idea and then someone stole the idea and didn't give her credit for it. I love it. Oh, it's one of my favorite things about her. God, she's a hoot. Anywho, let's get back to this email. She said, uh, 
my friends and I had one a couple of months ago and I don't know what was in the air that night, but it's devolved into such a mess. Everyone had some wild moments, but the best thing was waking up to a collect call from the local jail the next morning for someone to come pick up our friend. I've attached her beautiful, gorgeous mugshot. All I got to say is be careful on dip night. Oh my God, girl, not her blowout and her, and her bloodshot eyes in, in the, in the fucking mugshot. Not her Dyson air wrapped, perfectly waved hair. And then her bloodshot eyes. Hmm. Stop. I'm dying. Cause it, it, was she drinking and driving or did she get caught with weed or something? Do not. I'm saying this like, first of all, I'm laughing hysterical at this photo because this is so funny. And, and I love my girls and I love when my girls party. And one thing about us girls, as Cindy Lauper said, like, we just want to have fun. So I get it. But I'm telling you guys right now during this holiday season, if you never listen to a word I say, listen to this. You better not be fucking drinking and driving. Call an Uber, get a ride, sleep at your friend's house. Okay. You're not drinking and driving and don't get in the car with anybody that's drinking and driving. Okay. But she does look, she does look like, uh, who's that? I dug my key into his pretty little. This is after she dug the key into the side of his pretty little cooped up four wheel drive. what it is I don't know if it's because I woke up up early but I'm just cracking myself up today (laughs) now I'm looking like Carrie Underwood oh my god it's so good oh god I love it so yeah be careful on dip party what what kind of dip did you guys have I think we should do it uh we're uh, alongside with the other fuck Mary kill we just got we gotta do a dip one I'm sure we've done millions of versions of this but we gotta do I'm gonna do my favorite three dips at the end okay Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends. This week's Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season is amazing, but it can bring up some weird stuff. BetterHelp's online therapy can help you. Whether you're having a tough time with your job, relationships, family, having a total stranger talk to to talk to helps. Um, They're not going to tell your mom what you said about her, and they're not going to cause drama with your friends. They are a neutral party who can help you work stuff out. I feel that the holiday season especially is a really difficult time for people. It's a lot of stress. It's like financial stress. It's family stress. It's it's just like you get these like winter blues, right? And I've been there, and I know a lot of you guys have too. So I think BetterHelp is so so easy and convenient and really just helpful. Uh, BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. Take a quiz um, to talk about what you're looking for in a therapist and they will match you up. BetterHelp is totally online. Have therapy through a video call, phone call, or even message, whatever works for you. You can get a new therapist at any time and switch for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. So this says, following up with a writer email. Hi, Carly, love you and the cutie baby boys and hope you're doing well. I wanted to follow up on today's episode where a girl wrote in about being a writer and being nervous about sharing her work. Her email really spoke to me because I feel that way about myself. I'm not a writer, but an artist by far. Uh, I'm not a writer or an artist, sorry, by far, but sometimes I do dabble and I can't bring myself to show anyone. I wanted to suggest that she makes a separate Instagram. Oh, that's a really good idea. (coughs) 
Sorry, guys. I have to pause because I'm like choking here. Hold on. Sorry, I don't know what it is. You want to know what? I usually do this thing where I like turn my heat on and off because I just can't. It gets so dry. And yes, I have a humidifier. And yes, I can't really have it out because Stanley smashes it on the ground every single time and then water gets everywhere and then I have to let it dry and then clean out. the fit. It's, it's a lot. Okay. So I do my heat on and off, but I left it on last night. So I'm so, my nose is so dry. Anywho, I'm sorry for that. It says, I wanted to suggest that she makes a separate Instagram and follow other writers and poetry pages and see how she feels about sharing, even follow close friends and family that she'd like to share with first and then maybe share it on her personal account when she's ready. I have a separate Instagram for photography and small poems and things that I come across that make me happy. And I do feel vulnerable sharing just a suggestion also if she feels comfortable she can share with other creative secret keeper girlies i would love to read her work also just want to thank you on behalf of the secret keepers that this podcast is so helpful oh thank you so much and we love your insight and humor thank you so much yeah there's actually a few um my friend always makes fun of me because sometimes um she'll text me and i'll be she'll be like what are you doing and i'm like i'm crying because i'm reading poetry and if i say i'm reading poetry or writing poetry okay i'm gonna get my period within 24 hours okay so there's these some accounts that i um have seen i have like saved some of their stuff that's really really good and it's like on tiktok and it's completely anonymous you know like i would imagine they're just using their initials or whatever but they have these poems that they write. And it's kind of like one of those slideshow videos. There's like a song in the background. And it's like a you swipe and read. Look at those things. And I'm like thinking too, maybe you could just be anonymous like and just post anonymously. I don't know. Interesting. Or, or, and I'm just brain, brain, I was going to say brain balling. Okay. Spitballing here. What if you do like a podcast and like read each? Oh, I guess that would eh, that's an audiobook. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Cancel the last one. The first one was a good idea, I thought. Um, okay. Let's get to this next one. This says, help, please. Hey Carly and the kitties. So I met this guy two weeks ago on Bumble and instantly clicked with him on our first date. You know, when you just have a spark and a vibe with someone right off the bat and just kind of fall in love with them, LOL. He is a, also a fucking firefighter and he's so hot. Well, love that for you, girl. Anyway, I could tell the connection was there between both of us and things have been good. We went on a second date and the same vibe was there again. I'm crushing hard for this man, but I have to remind myself that I don't know him yet. The question is, the question I have is about consistency and texting. Like this man sucks at texting. I know being a firefighter is hard work. And sometimes you can't be on your phone, obviously. <laughs> I love that we're being accepting of it. Uh, she says he works a lot, but am I crazy for being mad that he goes like a day without reaching out at a time? He's a totally different in person, but it annoys me. I know it's the early days, but what is your advice for this type of shit? Thank you. Love you so much. And hope you had a great time on your vacay. Um, okay. So with stuff like this, I think some people really are just like, there's a few things that it could be. And a few things that I've experienced. Number one, some people really just aren't on their phones, which is kind of nice. Like, I don't want to text someone all day, every day. I know that they're busy. They know that I'm busy. Everybody has shit that they're up to and shit that they're doing. Okay. <clears throat> but if I'm dating you, 
it means a lot to just like, it takes five seconds to just, Hey, hope you're well. I'm super busy today. I'll call you this week or I'll call you tomorrow or whatever. I'll call you when I have time. doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just like something small to let you know, like to let me know that you're thinking about me throughout the day. Like, babe, be sitting on the toilet. See if I care. See if I'll shake a stick at that because I won't do it whenever you got a second. Um, But when you get further into dating, I think it could be like a conversation that you could have when you feel like it's necessary. Um, Or girl, when someone's inconsistent texting me, I'm very selective about how much I'm giving them in return. Like if I don't hear from a guy for a few days and he's like, what are you up to tonight? Guess what? I have plans. I wasn't sitting around waiting for you to reach out. Like you have to be selective with how much energy you're giving them. And you kind of have to meet them on that level instead of like, I know he's busy. He doesn't really reach out, but he's trying to make last minute plans with me. No way. Like it's just not happening. So if someone like there's been times and this is what I really like. If I don't hear from you every day, cool, whatever. But if you call me and you're like, hey, what are you doing on Friday? Right. And say it's Tuesday or Wednesday. (laughs) Girl, that's husband material. If you're making preemptive plans, I don't give a fuck what you're up to the rest of the week. We'll talk about it on Friday. okay? at eight because we have a plan and we have a reservation and we're adults. okay? we're doing it the real way. That's my favorite. Please, the only guy I've ever dated that did that was actually 47 years old. (laughs) He was actually 47 years old. Um, but it's nice, isn't it? Anywho, um, I think that it's a conversation you could have. I've definitely dated people that aren't good texters and you just say like, Hey, didn't hear from you made other plans or Hey, I would like to hear from you more or whatever, whatever the case is. But I don't think there's anything wrong too with saying something like, Oh, I would like to hear from you more, you know, just say hi, whatever. I think it's okay, but I swear situations like that are definitely what drives you crazy. Like that will make you like someone more than you actually really like them because they're being so inconsistent and they're doing intermittent reinforcement. Okay. That's a psychological term about it. I know I've talked about it a million times, but when someone's giving you a little bit, little bit, and then a lot, and then oh, where is it? I don't know. That's when you go crazy. So I would do the same shit. If he takes two days to text me, I'm not texting you back right away. I have two cats to feed. I have plenty of other things that I'm doing. I have probably 3,000 more Hallmark movies I need to watch before December 25th. And you think I have time for this? Please. Um, so that's my advice on that. This says, to the girly who is interested in the guy in the friend zone. Hey, Carly and the kitties. I always tell people I had two first dates with my husband, and this is why I think the girl who friends go friend zoned (laughs) the boring guy should hang out with him and get closure or a spark backstory. The first time I went on dates with my husband, I was still in love with someone else. He caught on and cut me off. Sometime later, I realized how awful and nasty the other guy was, and I truly got over him. Classic story. He resurfaced on my Instagram feed, and I was reminded about how cute he was. I sent the DM asking to do an activity together just as friends. I did mean it at the time, LOL. And I didn't want to be too specific. Uh, Okay. But ended up feeling all giddy and was completely 
different experience that time. Fast forward, we've been married for five years. Oh, cute. With a toddler and one more on the way. Oh, congrats. Stop. This is such a cute baby. Attached is a picture of my feral human. How cute. Oh, my God. I swear, when I see a baby, I want to pinch. I, I got to pinch your cheeks. I won't because I know that's not nice. This one says... I agree with you. Sometimes people, sometimes you are not in a place to be with the right person. Like there has been so many times where I've gone out with people where I'm like, oh, that really was like a great guy, but I just wasn't there. I couldn't meet him. And like my energy was off and the vibes were off. And it's just sometimes you're like ships passing in the night, you know? This says new ick unlocked. Oh, Hey, girly, I witnessed a new ick this weekend while on vacation with my boyfriend. I do still love him. I just felt the need to write. (laughs) I love that love was on the line. I just feel the need to write it into the potty when a boy is in the ocean and he gets washed ashore by a wave. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) When you see a man get washing machined at the beach. Oh my God. I'm not going to fall out of love with you, but I will not have sex with you that day. No, there's no way. (laughs) No. And then they stand up and they've like, they have like seaweed in their, in their head. (laughs) No, stop. I can't. They have like a booger. Does it happen to me every time I go in the ocean? Yeah. But when you see it happen to a man, especially a big guy, you see his toes in the air when he gets hit by a wave. Forget it, girl. <laughs> okay. This says. Hold on. See, now I lost my freaking spot. But God, there's just some things that you just go, oh, okay. I'll, I, I still love you. And sometimes it's almost charming when you get the ick for somebody, but. You're like, oh, this is cute. We also have a G1. Listen, I love a good Christmas cookie as much as the next girl. But when you're busy baking, chugging hot chocolate and crying over Hallmark movies this season. Hey, this was written for me, wasn't it? You've got to remember to take care of your health. This episode of Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by AG1. You already know I love them so much. It's a nutritional supplement that makes me feel amazing, and it is so easy to use. You mix one scoop of powder with water once a day, and you drink it up. Each scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted a nutrition routine that was simple but tasted amazing. I drink AG1 in the morning before kicking off my day, and it makes me feel fueled up for whatever life has to throw at me. Helps me focus throughout the day, and I have noticed an improvement in my energy level. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1.com and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packets with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash secret keepers. That's drinkag1.com slash secret keepers. Check it out. Okay, you guys, we also have, you know, I've been talking about my kitty cats and I, and I love them so much, but you got to keep, you got to make it pretty. You got to get pretty litter. If your house smells like a cat box, chances are your friends aren't going to tell you and they'll just let you be the girl whose house smells bad. Ooh, this one. Ooh, I'm shivering. That was cold. 
We can talk about getting more honest with our friends later, but for now, let's talk about Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter instantly traps odors, so you have nothing to worry about. It is super absorbent, lightweight, low dust, and it comes in one six-pound bag. It works for up to a month without clumping. Your house will smell great with practically zero effort. Pretty Litter's crystals actually change color to indicate signs of possible illness in my cats, and certain colors point out things like UTIs, kidney stones, or bladder crystals, so you can get your cat to the vet as soon as possible. I say this all the time. I think this is the most ingenious thing, especially for an animal like a cat. They, they are not expressive. If they're in pain, they, you just kind of like, they, they're very resilient. So I think it's so nice to have these crystals that change color. If there's a problem to kind of alert you. And, and I love that it is like those, those clear, um, kind of beads you know, it's, it's like a no dust formula, which I'm obsessed with. If that's not good enough, Pretty Litter ships for free right to your door. So I always have a new bag whenever I need it. I count on Pretty Litter to keep my house smelling fresh and clean. You can go to prettylitter.com slash secret keepers. I'm sorry. You can go to prettylitter.com slash secret to save 20% off on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash secret. 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash secret. Terms and conditions apply. Seaside for details. This one says true crime scams. Hi, Carly. Love you in the potty. I had a night off tonight and I'm enjoying season one of the big swindle on Max. Ooh, what's that? I had to recommend it to my parasocial bestie because you love a true crime show about scams. Ooh, I don't know if I've seen that one. I think I... You want to know what? They all kind of have the word swindle in it. Let's look it up. Let's see. The Big Swindle on HBO Max. I just watched one. The Big Swindle. I just watched one on Max recently. It was like a culty, a culty one. The Big Swindle. Okay. There's a movie called The Big Swindle, so I'm getting mixed up here. But I'm definitely going to add that. I got to add that to the list. I love that they like don't tell you. It's just something so um, cryptic. Like it's literally the picture for it is a picture of a hand with strings on it. Okay. Shocking stories of brazen car, uh, con artist who devastated their victims' lives. Hey, I, I, I'm not driving. Okay. I'm not driving. Also, oh, your cute dog. This dog looks like a, a Muppet, a, a Muppet baby. This says hot electrician's hands. Uh Uh-oh. Dear Carly and the sweet baby boys, I've been meaning to write this email forever. I am married to a union electrician and he has the craziest hands I've ever seen. This man routinely gets cuts and doesn't bleed. That's how thick his skin is. Oh my God, you're the luckiest girl and you're the prettiest princess in the world. I have two silly stories about you, uh, about his hands for you. Geez, sorry guys. I'm doing the thing where words are jumbling up. First story is from when we saw Elton John farewell tour last summer, which was insanely epic. Uh, We went with my whole family and when leaving the stadium, it was understandably chaotic. We all get slightly separated in the crowd so that at one point I reached my hand back to grab my husband's as to not lose him. Someone grabbed my hand and I knew instantly it wasn't him since the hand was so soft. I jerked right away. I whipped around and saw that it was my dad. We had a good laugh since my dad has extremely soft hands being an engineer and a pianist. Oh, cool. I knew his hand would not, it was, could not be my man's second story is he was rubbing my legs one night before bed. I said, aren't they so smooth? I had just shaved. And he said, oh, let me feel them. 
after pointing out to him that he had to tell his hands to feel, we laughed at how ridiculous that was. Attached are multiple pictures of his hands for your viewing pleasure. Oh my God, this is the best email ever. Wow. Oh my God. See, that's it. That's the vibe. You got to do it. He's like, a, if he touches you, it, it's exfoliating. Wow, the calluses are, I'm not exaggerating, they're a quarter of an inch thick. God, you got to love them. I know this guy like can fix anything in your house. Are you kidding me? You name it, he could fix it. If you're like, listen, I, I, want, a, I want a new deck. He's like, give me 20 minutes. I'll have a wraparound porch built for you, painted and everything. I just got to run to Home Depot. Me and my friends were laughing the other day talking about like things that dads do. And and my friend said the most specific thing because I was like the way my dad every single get every single day goes to the post office, which I haven't been to the post office. I think I've been once in the last fucking seven years. He goes to the post office every single day and he always has to go to Home Depot. Nobody knows what he's doing at those two locations, but he's he's a he's a VIP. Okay. If it was a Sephora, he would be VIB Rouge. Okay. And my friend said the most specific thing. It was cracking me up. She's like, my dad is always (laughs) carrying like mail to the car, (laughs) like open envelopes and just documents. And it's so funny. I'm like, girl, my dad's like a visor in his car. There's so much paperwork up there. What is it? cracking me up. Oh my God. She's like, we're like, why, do, why does my dad have so much paperwork? I don't know. Nobody knows what it is. I'm, I assume if I had to guess, it's like, it's like bills, right? I, I pay my bills and I throw them away. All my bills are honestly digital, but I think it's bills. They keep the bills in, in a filing cabinet, right? Cause they were like, I paid this and I have proof, right? So they could call Con Edison and go, listen, I'm I'm <laughs> my number is three, two, two, one, 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 six, two. And you overcharge me. Right. They compare the gas bill. You know, that's what they're doing with all that. That's what the, all the paperwork is. Um, OK. Let's do this. OK. Bumped up for the girly waiting for him to propose. Hey, Carly and the Pussycats. So I was also once the girl waiting for my boyfriend to propose after 11 years of dating. My fiance have been together since, and I have been together since we were 18. We're both turning 30 next year and only got engaged this past March on International Women's Day. Unintentional fun fact. We were in high school and we were high school sweethearts and lived next door to each other when we were growing up. But I always knew beneath all the layers of our relationship that he was the one worth waiting for. Let me start off by saying that everyone's relationship is different dynamics and the endless number of factors to consider can vary. When I say after being in a long-term relationship is that both partners have to want each other badly enough. And by badly enough, I don't mean to be able to push through the ugly parts of being in a couple and still choosing them. I'm sorry. I mean enough to be able to push through all of the ugly parts of being a couple and still choosing them after each and every day. My partner has an endless amount of icks that I've learned to eventually grow to appreciate because it's essentially him, but I can still name a few 
that I low-key hate to the girlies, a grown man that sleeps with a baby blanket. Whoa. Whoa. God, I saw stars there. Not the baby blanket. He has a lifetime collection of Hot Wheels and (laughs) cleans any dirty sink with his bare hands. See, the Hot Wheels and the bare hands, I feel like I could get past, but it's the baby blanket for me. If he sleeps with it every night, I don't know. It's, it's kind of charming, right? But it was shocking. And what I want to know is how long did it take for him to, uh, to sleep with the baby blanket and show you the baby blanket, you know? So anywho, she says, all jokes aside, the more we stayed together through the individual evolutions of our twenties, the more we continue to be comfortable with each other and our complete and honest selves. So the girl wanting to him, him to propose, accept the fact that he's not ready to ask you the big question yet. Use this time to figure out what it is that you want for your future and brainstorm how you both can apply and coincide with your own future plans with each other. I had been asking my honey to propose since about year six of our relationship when we were both out of college and living at our mom's and he wasn't ready to accept that life change at that moment in time. This is embarrassing for me to admit, but I have personally sent the same email to Secret Keepers Club and bumped it up too many times seeking Carly's advice on what I should do next, but it was never read on the potty. Oh my God. Girl, I'm going to search. I'm going to search it. She says, I'm not mad at you and I don't blame you because it was way too long. Girl, I swear, sometimes like some of you, when I check the junk, some of you, and I don't know what it is, but Gmail puts your little cute asses in the junk and I'm sorry, or the spam or whatever. She says, I eventually figured it out, but it took a very long time for me to realize how important it was for him to be okay with wanting to be ready himself. Easier said than done. And there were explosive fights happening almost every three months over the same thing where both of us were only seeing our own sides. For me, I was more than ready to start planning a wedding day and start our future. But for him, it was more of an end of an era. We evolved as individuals through our twenties and learned to be partners to each other for the long run, despite my obsessive thoughts about us eventually getting married uh, big time when your Instagram ends up being wedding central every damn wedding season with people you haven't seen since high school. We focused on creating our lives together in the present day. It didn't seem like it at the time, but you never really notice when you are there, when you're still in the thick of it. Um, we moved out of moms. We created our homes together post pandemic and spent a lot of time together with each other's friends and families. With any extra disposable income we had, we planned road trips and traveled to places together pretty regularly. We would also attend weddings from our friends and family members as each other's dates. And as time wore on, the growing desire to start planning a wedding and from attending so many ceremonies of our loved ones together, he could eventually start casually talking about our day. Something I had never realized looking back is you really don't know what you want from your wedding day, but you learn what you don't want when you're attending somebody else's wedding. Oh, that's so true. There's a show about that. I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Um, she says, fast forward, he held onto the ring for two whole years. Wow until I ultimately applied a ton of pressure to him via his mom and sister during a planned family vacation. I knew the ring had existed prior to the proposal because we bought it together on a whim on Black Friday at our local Kohl's during the panty, but when we both lived together at our mom's. Um, 
at that point in time, everyone was asking, so what are you both waiting for? Knowing that we had bought the ring already because I had told everybody, LOL. And I got in his sister's ear about it and she did the dirty work for me. Do I have any regrets? Some, but not many. I look back and wish that the engagement day was more of a surprise and that it wasn't so greatly influenced by me. But overall, I'm happy that I that it did finally happen. And I'm grateful that it ultimately ended up working out for us. This past October, we put our deposit down cute on my dream wedding venue for April 2025 in Puerto Rico. You already know that you're invited. Oh, I will definitely go. <clears throat> Let me know if you want to send the invitation. Girl, I'm so down for, for your wedding in Puerto Rico. Please. I would love that. Please come to my wedding and do shrooms with me at my reception. Hey. You don't, hey, twist my arm. All right. And then, oh my God. Oh my God. We have flashback pictures of you guys when you were kids. This is so adorable. Wow. You really, girl, you've known him your whole life. The way you guys are on a seesaw together in this picture. Holy shit. Oh, that's something really special. That's something really, really special to know someone your whole life. There's a, a comedian, Mike Cannon, who is married to his childhood next door neighbor. You know, they were they were they grew up together right next door and they have a baby together and they dated and then they, you know, it was like they had like a true. Like, it's just such a love story. My my grandparents did that, too. My grandparents. um They grew up they were grew up in the same apartment building in Brooklyn. But actually, shout out to my parents, you guys. Hold on. I got to tell you, my mom texted me yesterday morning. Um, God, what the fuck is going on with my phone? My mom texted me yesterday morning and said, me and dad went on our first date 46 years ago today. And I said, wow, that really is crazy. How beautiful is that? She said, we went to the movies, saw Saturday Night Fever. That was the last time he let me pick out a movie. Cause she's always got to do a bit. She's always got one thing about Ellen. There's a punchline. That was the last time he let me pick out a movie for 46 years ago today, but congrats to them. Um, okay. This one says, sorry guys. I, I lost my freaking spot. So this one says response to the girlies in the December 10th episode, who's been in a relationship for five years with no ring. So this is another follow-up to that email that we got last week. Hi, Carly. I'm writing in to, uh, as a response to the girl from your December 10th episode. I have been the recipient, the recipient of a shut up ring. If you don't know what that is, it's basically when you've been dating your partner for years and you keep asking them about their timeline for an engagement and they finally propose to you. So you shut up. I can relate so hard to the girly from the email because it's so soul it's so soul crushing to watch people. By the way, this is a this was a the the next email that I got, so I have to say this is not in reference to the girl we just read her email. This is just two different perspectives. Like she said, everybody's relationship is different. Everything is different. You know, I don't want it to seem like the juxtaposition between these two. It's like I'm just giving you different perspectives cuz we asked the girlies to to call in and chat in. Okay? So, okay. She says it's absolutely soul crushing to watch people you've been in relationships 
for a lot shorter of a time than you get engaged and married and have babies, all you're, you're still sitting, listening to this man come up with an excuse as to why he hasn't proposed yet. I was with my ex for six years before he proposed. We were engaged for another two and a half years before I finally realized that he was actually never going to marry me. And I left him. It's been two years since the breakup. And I thank my lucky stars every single day that I left the clarity that came with time and space away from him made me realize that our relationship and the way he treated me was horrible and that he was really never actually my person. I just badly wanted him to be. My advice to her is you already know what you need to do. You already know that if he wanted to marry you, he would have proposed already. I can guarantee you have a gut feeling about this and that you already know that you should leave him. It's completely terrifying, but it'll be the hardest thing you'll ever do. But I promise that once you get through on the other side, life will be so much better and brighter for you. And then she adds uh, picture pictures of her cat. Stop. Is this a mini cat? Oh my God. So cute. No, it's snuggled up in a ball. Um, she says, if the girl wants to write in and get in touch with me and ask questions or just talk, you're more than welcome to give her my email address. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. Okay. This next one response to the secret keeper wanting to get engaged girls i'm telling you the girlies showed up when i asked them to hey carly i love you so much you asked for boots on the ground for the secret keeper who wrote in last week wanting to get engaged to her long-term boyfriend i did this exact thing successfully with my now husband and i met almost two years ago and just got engaged and quickly married within the last month I want you and the girlies to know that I employed many of your tips when locking down this wonderful man. Oh, cute. He was a little wishy-washy about committing to the relationship in the first place, but I was straightforward and communicated my wants and needs with him very much using your advice to other secret keepers about open communication and expectations. None of my serious relationship talks ever scared him away. In fact, he often said how much he appreciated me being so straightforward and mature about it. I also vabbed early on. (laughs) Hey. which one's more, which one was more powerful? We'll never know. She said it all worked, but did take many annoying convos and chats. And it's not the most fun conversation, but it is absolutely necessary. Like you suggested, as soon as we were becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, I told him at our ripe old age of 32, I intended to be very serious with the next person that I'm in a relationship with and want to get married and start a family, which he agreed was his vision too. This is a good idea and always spells things out for men. She says, girly, if it means a lot to you, I don't think you should drop it. It's 2023, almost 2024. And there are two things we know for sure. One, we're not driving and that's for sure. And two, a relationship between two people should be equal. You can decide together what your timeline is when you want to be married. You should reiterate that the sense of stability and security will give you peace of mind and hope that it's something that he can give you. Can he? This isn't about a ring or a big party. This is about you feeling secure. And that is more important than any of those tangible things. He needs to understand this. Part of me wonders is if a lot of his friends are finance bros, if he has an insecurity about getting you a small ring, I think that a lot of guys have it in their head that we want to have X amount of money before getting married. Mine did, but we, uh, but we got past it by talking and building wealth as cohesive unit and agreed that we want each other. Uh, we, we agreed. We want each other how and where we are. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why that was so hard for me to read. Uh, 
you can always get fancy jewelry down the line. You both have the rest of your lives to make more money. Anyway, you're being completely reasonable and expressing your needs is important. I wish you all the best and please keep us updated. I hope you know that if I'm (laughs) making this sound breezy, it's really not. I spent months agonizing and being annoying and rushing things and feeling like he was being slow and I was pushing us forward and it really felt icky at times, but we eventually came together. We had the same or similar conversations a few times, but it's not wrong. If it's your truth, that's very true. That's very true. You know, I had suggested, I had suggested like not mentioning it, but what you're saying is right. Because it's like, I thought don't mention it because when you do get a ring, it's going to feel less special. Like it's going to feel like you forced his hand. Um, but I think that it's important to, yeah, I don't think you're wrong. And hey, the proof is in the pudding here. Oh, you guys are so cute together. Cuties. Wow. Very cute. How adorable. I love when you guys send me pictures. Um, But I agree with you. That's that's an interesting. It's really just like go with your gut and do what you feel. Do what you feel is right. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. If you don't, then don't. So she says, quick shit crappens. <laughs> February 13th of last year, I came down with a bad stomach bug and I was staying at his place. It was coming out of both ends. Oh no. And at some point more so the back end in the afternoon, I felt a gurgle and started to get out of his bed and rush to the bathroom, but I was too slow. I pooped in my undies, not your undies. I had to throw them away. Well, thank God you had undies on. He works from home. So he came out of the office and said I was beautiful and took out the trash. How cute. Our first Valentine's Day was in recovery eating with rice. (laughs) Thinking about how my undies were in the trash, but here we are in newlywed bliss. Well, God bless him. God bless him. (laughs) Okay. This one says it just got dumped and I feel crazy. Hi, Carly. I just got I'm writing in because I just got broken up with and I'm devastated. We were together for six months and he acted way more consistent in the beginning and acted like he liked me more when we first started dating. I'm someone who has a lot of anxiety, so I needed some extra reassurance. For example, sometimes I'd ask him if I'm being annoying. Are you happy, etc., which he said was overwhelming and annoying for him. I stopped asking for so much from him, but was wine drunk one night and asked if he could plan a date maybe just one time. Oh, okay. So you were doing, you were doing the heavy lifting there. She said he freaked out and said he was done with my need for things. Oh God. (sighs) And he said, he doesn't give a shit. Oh my God. The way this guy spared you. Sometimes I hear these stories and I'm like, you have no idea how lucky you are. Oh, I told him that when we first started dating, that sometimes I needed a a little extra reassurance and to talk about my anxiety. And he said that it was fine and that he understands, but it became too much for him. It got to the point where our relationship, where I felt like I was just asking him for bare minimum things. And now I feel guilty that I acted crazy and asked for too much. He hasn't had a girlfriend in nine years. Maybe he just wasn't used to caring for another person. Was I wrong for asking for a date? No. Also for sometimes needing to talk about things. No. I don't want to be labeled as crazy, but I know 
If I am in the wrong, you will be honest and straightforward with me. Thank you for your advice. I'll attach a picture because I know you like when we add pictures. Oh my God. Let me see the way this man is a gremlin, a goblin and a ghoul. Please girl. The stop. Stop. Okay. And listen, you can't help who you love. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be mean. But we really, we really don't give ourselves enough credit. We really don't. Sometimes I think, uh, sometimes I see these pictures and I go, my girls really just, we don't give ourselves, we just don't give ourselves enough credit. Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. Jesus Christ, I got to hit my vape. No, because now my PC is haunted. Here's the thing. I was saying this the other day to one of my friends that was having a, a problem, a relationship problem. And it's like a newly, they're newly dating and blah, blah, blah. And I said, someone being sure about you is the bar. That's the bare minimum. Someone agreeing to talk to you when you're dating them. Like, have you ever been, I've, you want to know what? It's so triggering for me because it's like, I've been in relationships where like, literally like we were going to get engaged. We were living together. We were going to get girl. And the way I felt more lonely than I do now, when I just am just by myself with two cats watching fucking Hallmark movies, like it is such a difference when you're with somebody that makes you feel unsafe. Like when some, like just emotionally, it is the worst feeling ever. Like you might as well, you're so much better off just healing, going at your own pace, finding peace, finding like, uh, you're, you're now like creating new boundaries, new things that you're not going to put up with. Like as unfortunate as it is that we date the wrong people, sometimes it is like, that's the only way we learn. It's just trial and error. Because if your friends are going, eh, girl, I don't think he's treating you right. I don't know if you like, I don't know if I would keep seeing him. You're going, well, you don't understand the way that I feel about him. Cause we have the most special thing. And, and you don't know how he is when we're alone. Right. Meanwhile, you break up and four months later, you go, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. He made me feel like shit. He didn't give me reassurance. I felt insecure. I hated the way that I looked and, and I felt like what? If someone makes you feel icky, they make you feel icky for a reason. It's your gut telling you something. And I also said to my friend, and this is just a little something that I've learned. When you, when you start dating someone and you're like, like this actually circles back also to like the boring versus exciting thing. Like sometimes when we feel those butterflies in our stomach, that's our fight or flight reaction. That's not us going, um, wow, I, I, this is love at first sight. It's usually going, I feel unsafe and something feels my guts telling me something's wrong. Cause why do I have gas every time I hang out with this guy? And why is my, why do I have, why is my stomach grumbling right now? Right. And why do I get nervous when he texts me? Like sometimes it's really just, oh, I really like this person. I'm excited about them. But a lot of times if I look back, it's a, it's more of a fight or flight reaction. It's more your body going, oh, this doesn't feel safe. I don't feel safe here. But anywho, this is the thing that happens when he was, no matter what you were going to talk to him about that day, this was going to be what the conversation was. 
because he was just looking for an excuse because having a needing to have a conversation about if he still likes you or not is not grounds for a breakup. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, sorry, I asked you if you still care about me. Thanks for breaking up with me. He did things to make you feel that way in the first place, girl. You know, I've I've been also in a position where like I do have like a some doubts or like maybe some internal things going on that I need to deal with if I'm with someone and I'm feeling like insecure about it. But like they those types of guys, like the good, the good guys are always like, of course, are you are you being silly? Like stop. You know, in a in a less like threatening and scary way. You know. But, oh, girl, he did you such a favor. And I can't, you know, sometimes I really do feel like you you should have to, you got to get some money back on your taxes for this. Because this is a write-off. This was, this was doing charity work, in my humble opinion. And hey, what do I know? But, woo-wee. Um, Let's see. This one says, okay, this will be the last, the last email for the epi so that I could get it out to you guys. You guys are probably screaming, crying, throwing up without it. No, I'm just kidding. The way nobody noticed except for me. Um, she said to the girl who is waiting for a proposal, I want to respond to the girl who wants her boyfriend to propose girl. I was in the same exact boat as you. I was with my boyfriend for five years and was convinced that it was never going to happen. I'm the breadwinner in the relationship and he doesn't have any savings. So I was hopeless and thought it would just never happen. I knew he wanted to be with me forever, but the proposal just wasn't happening. And I was feeling like it would never be my turn. This is also just as like a sidebar here. This is a recurring theme in the email. It's the, I keep seeing people that I know getting married. Everyone I know from high school's engaged. Everyone's getting pregnant. And I think those are the kind of like, it's just like the societal pressures kind of, of this like, girl, you better get on it. Your clock is ticking. Right. And I understand that. But at the same time, I have seen a lot of people. I know people that are my age that got married young, right? Like 22, 23, whatever to a long-term boyfriend, or even to someone that they weren't dating very long. And like, if you just, if the only thing is, I just want to be on the same level as the people I know, then you're, then you might go end up with the wrong person. Cause I know people my age who have got, gotten divorced already. Like, it's just like, you got to make sure that like, these are, this is your true love. Like she's saying like, I know he loves me and wants to be with me forever. And she feels the same way about him anywho, but that was just a sidebar, you know, don't feel too much pressure. She said, all I can say is to remind him that the ring price doesn't matter. Even show him a few rings that are in his price range and that they do exist. I was in your shoes and had a baby with my boyfriend yet would always question if marriage would ever happen. I didn't want to bring it up too often because I didn't want to be pushy and wanted him to figure it out on his own. So I totally understand how frustrating this is. All I could say is remind him that money doesn't matter and to be patient. My boyfriend ended up proposing in February and I was incredibly surprised. Oh, this is so sweet. I'm usually a pretty good detective and I had no idea, especially because I had been waiting so long. I just thought it was never going to happen. And he really caught me off guard. Your turn will come and it will happen when you least expect it. It will be everything you ever dreamed of sending you love and positivity. I included some pictures of my proposal and my ring. Oh, cute. 
She said he got the ring on Etsy for around $300 and I'm obsessed. It is so beautiful and unique. I will cherish it forever. I think we need to normalize not spending your entire salary on a ring. Girl, I've been saying that I've been saying that forever. Oh, how cute. Oh my God. You guys are so cute. I love that. She sent a picture of the proposal and your cute baby. Oh my God. I love this ring. Hold on. It's like, if I zoom in, I'm afraid it's going to like get blurry. Oh, it's a beautiful. I can't tell which stone it is, but it's so pretty kind of like a green stone and a few, um, diamonds on the band, like a thin band. This is like perfectly this is what type of ring I would want. Like I, I have always said, I love diamond engagement rings. I think they're beautiful, but I don't know that they're really like necessarily my personality if I were to get engaged. Um, so I would want something like a little, a little different, you know, cause I'm also like, where am I going with a diamond ring on? Cause girl, I'm going to the damn cheesecake factory, but so yeah, the, those are the recurring themes. I think we can chalk it up to that. It's like, I think that you feel pressure from, from your friends and your family and whatever too. And then also what she said, which is what the other girl said is that I think they feel pressure that they have to buy us this like huge diamond or that women want X, Y, and Z. First of all, I know someone who has been married for like, I've known them my whole life. I've been married for a million years and has a, a CZ ring, like a really beautiful cubic zirconia that gets compliments all the time because these other like options really kind of, I mean, I don't know shit about diamonds, but she gets uh, compliments all the time. People are, what a beautiful ring. Right. And it's like, whatever works for you, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, that that's a good um, point to take as well. So, okay, let's do some fuck, Mary kills. The first one was about the, the, uh, Rory's boyfriends. And if you don't watch Gilmore girls, you might not understand it, but I'll try and give you a rundown. We have Dean, Jess and Logan. Oof. Now. Okay. If you've never seen it, Dean is Rory's first boyfriend. He works at the grocery store. He has a mushroom cut. He wears, for some reason he does construction and he wears cable knit turtlenecks to work every day. Very odd uniform for him. And, and they put him in like, they put like a little, you know, a little vest over it. And it's like, babe, why are you wearing the Aeropostal, you know, the cable knit turn We don't know what the wardrobe was doing over there, but anywho, that's Dean. Dean is a sweetie. He built her literally this guy, 16 years old, built her a car. Okay. He does everything for her. He's obsessed with her. He's so romantic. He would have married her in a heartbeat, but she got, she was young and she, you know, she wanted to see what else was out there. And what happened? Dean married the next freaking girl he laid eyes on, whatever her name is, Melissa or Marissa or Maria. Maybe it was even Stacy or Brittany. But um, so that was Dean. Now, who got in the way of her and Dean? This is Jess. Jess is Luke's nephew. He's bad to the bone and he got kicked out of his mom's house because he drinks beer. And what else did he do? I don't know. I mean, they were like, he wears a leather jacket. Okay. So I'm giving you the wardrobe on everyone. Jess is so fucking hot. He's Milo Ventimiglia, whatever the guy from this is us. He's so fucking hot. Okay. Is he four feet tall? Yes. Do we care? No, we love it. He pulls up on like a motorcycle. Somehow he's 15 years old. Oh, I love the show. 
<laughs> it's so good. So anyway, Jess is hot. He has a lot of gel in his hair and he's he's mad. He's mad that he has to live in this little town with his uncle because his family can't even be bothered with him. Right. Because he drinks. He sometimes drinks a Heineken. But he's a romantic. He is he's very uh, he likes books. You know, he reads and he is um, the most inconsistent, terrible boyfriend you'll ever have in your life. He tells you he's going to hang out with you and then he doesn't. And he tells you he's going to call and then he never he never does. And you go crazy for him. Right. And you leave sweet little Dean who built you a damn a damn Camaro with his bare hands for Jess. But I will say, spoiler alert, but get over it. It came out 15, 20 years ago. I will say Jess turns out to actually be the better guy. He grows, he learns, he has a lot of character development. He's still really hot. And he, again, he, he reads and he writes. So we like him. He's an artsy guy. Then we have Logan. Okay. I feel like my mic is, is, is my mic still? Yeah, we're good. Uh, then we have Logan. Logan is a guy that Cor- Corey, whoa, Rory meets at Yale. He's a douche. He's like, uh, if you would imagine just a douche, that's what Logan is. He, you know, his family's rich and they make Rory feel bad because her, you know, she grew up in a little Victorian house in a small town with her mom that, you know, you know, her little, her, her cutie mom. So she's not good enough to marry into the family, but Logan's an asshole. Logan's we're killing Logan. I'm sorry. And especially for what happened. I don't know if all of you have seen the the uh, remake of it. I wouldn't suggest it, but Logan, we're, we're done with Logan. OK, he's probably the worst thing that ever happened to her. And and this she dropped out of Yale because of him. It was like a whole mess. Right. So I think I would marry. I would kill Logan. I would marry Dean, of course. Right. Because Dean, please, Dean will do anything for you. And you fuck Jess because Jess is hot. Even though, you know. I would marry Jess, too. I don't know. I would kind of marry both of them. Um, Then we have another fuck, marry, kill going to a bar, thrifting and going to Trader Joe's. Ooh, la la. So I would say. I love going to a bar. One thing about me, I love to have fun. But I also love thrifting because I love finding little little special things. Um, and you guys know how I feel about Trader Joe's. Wow, this is like almost impossible for me. I guess I would say, wow. Okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to, wow. Am I going to kill going to a bar? Even though I love, I love it. You know us, I love it. you know what? I'm going to kill thrifting. I'm going to kill thrifting. Okay. How many more fringe jackets do I need? I'm all set. How many more t-shirts do I need with little, with little Tweety bird on them? All right. With mysterious holes and, and rips everywhere. How many, how much more camouflage do I need? You know, I think I have enough. I, I could say I'll kill it. Then I'm going to marry going to Trader Joe's, right? Because if I marry, go to a bar, it's going to sound bad. But you know the truth. And we're fucking going to a bar because it's fun. And then we'll do, oh, I promised you, I promised you guys a dip thing. Let's do, I'm going crazy here. What about, what about a spinach and artichoke with, in a bread bowl? Okay. And it is specific to that. Spinny, spinny and a, 
an artichoke in a bread bowl, please. What about a Bavarian? (laughs) Have you guys ever had one of those Bavarian? Is it Bavarian pretzels? One of those big fatty pretzels. They're just like big. They take up a whole plate. You get it and you're embarrassed. Hold on. Bavarian. What is, oh, it's German. Bavarian pretzel. Let me see. Let me see if it's that big ass pretzel. Let me see. Okay. They do come in different sizes. I'm picturing the ones that you get if you go to like a beer garden or, or some type of shit like that. Anywho, you get a big Bavarian pretzel with that dip that they have over there in Bavaria. Forget it. The cheese dip. Count me in. So we got that. We got the spinach dip. And then what's the third? What could be the third? God damn. Let's let's best dips in the world. Best dips. See, I love all dips. Really, everything is just more of a vehicle so that I could just get more dip. Let's see. Meh. Sometimes people get too creative with these recipes. Uh, first of all, stop trying to make everything, re- everything fucking healthy. All right, you're ruining it. Um, you know what? Let's do, and I don't even know where this is coming from, but let's do like a, ta- a, 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 a nacho dip because that's always fun. Like, a, I'm sorry, like a taco dip, right? A bean dip. So we have bean dip, Bavarian pretzel dip, and artichoke. I'm marrying um, spinach and artichoke dip. Forget it. That's, it's a wrap for you. If you come in a bread bowl, I'm marrying you. It's really just that simple. You put anything in that one of those little little silly things and I'm down. So marrying that killing. I'm going to actually kill the bean dip, believe it or not. Because there, I, I just I think the pretzel dip is is the winner for me. So and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's all she wrote. Uh, you guys can send in questions to Secret Keepers Club, Club at email at, you know what? I'm going to start that over. You, you guys can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And if you sent one in and I didn't get to it this week, you can go ahead and bump it up. Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's holiday season is going well. And, and we'll see you next week. And I'm sorry this episode was late, but I had to get a new microphone cord. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye.